Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to Thomas Free Me TV and Podcast Show. I pray that everybody's blessed and happy on this Saturday morning. Cold here, cold, cold, cold in the Tampa Bay area, but it's cool because I get to pull out some gear, man, that I don't really get to wear that much, but it don't need to get too much colder. You know, I'm a Florida boy, so... But anyhow, um, I'm going to just touch bases with you, let you guys know that um, I reviewed the opening statements on the Ahmad Arbery case, the trial. So I watched the opening statements, and I have a, a f- few strong opinions on it. Um, here's another case again of, in my opinion, you know, the overzealousness of the prosecutorial mind, you know, that in this opening statement, the prosecutor uh, went on for, I think, a total of approximately an hour and 45 minutes for an opening statement. So much as so that, of course, the defense, um, it just it just threw a whole monkey wrench into the start of the whole process. Um, it, it was uncalled for. It was not needed. And I think it 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 had the complete reverse effect than what the prosecutor really intended. Um, there was no need for it. There was no need for her to go into the gruesome details um, that early. I don't know if she was going for shock value with the with the jurors to instantly get them to hate the defendants. I really don't understand what her game plan was. For me, it's so cut and dry, and that you could have just went in there and your opening statement just been the state intends to show that these defendants are guilty of murder and sat back down and and i think that would have had more of a more of an effect you know sometimes little is more she gave way too much crazy it's like it's like she just went in and I honestly don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what the game plan was, but it, I think it had a reverse effect. So she ultimately what had ended up happening. If you guys aren't aren't um up to par with the news as of late, the prosecutor, the state for Brunswick, Georgia, and the prosecution of the murderers of Ahmad Arbery, she opened her statement with pretty much the whole trial she to me and and my ignorance of the law as far as statute goes but experience greatly as far as being within the law as as a career criminal i've gone through four trials myself including a two-week federal trial she um basically held trial in her opening statement it was it was she led with what she was going to present then she presented all the evidence unless there's there's more i'm sure there's minute little details here and there but it was from start to finish all the evidence and created argument within that and here i i thought that before you know the the defense started objecting that she was going to 
hold them guilty and sentence them all in her opening statement. So it was it was odd. It was bizarre. Um, she did a good job laying the facts out. Um, she was confident, of course. She's a she's a prosecutor. You know, you could tell that she is she is a prosecutor and that know what I'm talking about. The mind of of just relentlessness, because a prosecutor has the confidence and the backing of the United States of of the most powerful entity of our country. It's not the people anymore. It's the government. Again, this is why I bring this this broadcast to you guys to to awaken my American citizens to how powerful we're allowing the government to become and how much of our power we're giving away. So this is the bravado of a prosecutorial mind, knowing that they can do whatever they want to do and there's no repercussions. So maybe this was her game plan, again, because a prosecutor can go in there and do what they want to do and get away with it. For example, it was just shown in this here. So this prosecutor, you know, had her opening statement for an hour and a half. They sidebarred. The judge gave his warning about the opening statement going into argument and hopes that in the future, all the presiders give their opening statements, you know, in, in accordance of time and within the scope of the rules of the court that had been set. Now, mind you, the prosecutor has already rung the bell, as the defense team was saying, like, how do you unring that bell? And they're asking for the same, this is all they were asking for, is the same litigation in return. Are we allowed to have unfiltered, open dialogue, opening statements as the state was allowed? And of course, the judge shot that down. So again, this is the point of what I'm making about the power of the prosecutor within the courtroom and how hard it is for defendants to defend their rights. Now, in this case, you know, we lose sight. Stigma steps in. We are automatically judged these people as guilty as I, I have. Absolutely. I feel like these three individuals should be tied behind horses and drug down gravel roads for 200 yards and anyone that thinks like that you know that just has that that mindset but i'm not the judge so i'll let him handle that but the point is what i'm making is because we have a case like this the rights are are easily oversought because we have animosity towards the defendants we watch this unfold in front of us and We've already judged from what we've saw as these people are guilty, as I have. And that may be 100% true, but we still have to protect their rights because their rights are our rights. If we allow their rights to be violated, then God forbid, if we are ever in a position to where we want our rights then our rights could very well be violated at that time. And then we're yelling code red. So, again, it's about what we stand for. And in a case like this, the point I was making earlier is the prosecutor could have just stood up and just said, the state intends to prove these defendants are 100% guilty of murder. And that's it. Sat back down. Because you know... You know that you have the facts in your case. You have the bloody glove. You don't have to make it more bloodier 
to 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 add gruesomeness to the to the crime because you view it as as a heinous and, and gruesome crime. So it's just sticking even the prosecutors you took an oath to the constitution which is our constitution and that oath was to protect it and in protecting it that means you abide by the rules and in this case this prosecutor came out and she broke the rules because she knows that she can there was no there was no repercussions and in fact she was rewarded because now she got a one up over the mind of the jurors that the defense team will not be allowed to have so this is the chess game of trial this is this is the war you know the defense team got a win when they got 11 jurors and one black person they achieved what they set out to do that was their strategy and they won so this may have been a a retaliation from the prosecutorial team from the state the prosecutor said okay all right you got that round but you know what we got opening statements and I got first say so I'm gonna throw all of this shit out there get corrected by the judge and then but I'll have the jurors mine this could have been a, a, a prosecutorial you know strategy these are the games that are played inside the courtroom with your life this is why I say we cannot put ourselves in these positions for the these people to judge us of how we should be tried, how we should be this. We have no control. We have to sit in that big black leather chair and not know what the hell is going on. This is the importance of my show. This is the importance of the awareness getting out and people understanding that this show is for the people. I'm dedicating my time for the people. I do not get a dime. I'm not getting any contributions. I'm 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 not paying any bills, but I'm still here getting messages out to the people because that is how important this is. I see it every day when I'm out in the communities talking to people. Getting into the defense, the defense, you know, is is raising that it's self-defense that essentially um, Ahmad Arbery has been in this neighborhood. The whole neighborhood knew the kid was in the neighborhood, but didn't know who he was. They just kept seeing some kid, you know, around his description in the neighborhood, you know, busting into homes. Things kept missing. There was thousands of dollars worth of equipment taken off and uh, one of the individual's boats. Um, there was just there was a lot of uh, a lot of reasoning as to why. They chased Ahmad Arbery that day. It wasn't the fact that he was black. It was just the fact that this was a person that everybody knew they kept seeing in this area. And nobody knew who he was. And things kept coming up missing. And um, the defense basically stated that there's a witness that states that they saw Ahmad Arbery in the home that day. And when they made eye contact, that is when Ahmad Arbery started to run. When he ran, that is when another one of the individuals that was working on the bed of his truck that day saw Ahmad Arbery run uh, kind of catty corner through his yard around the bend. And he yelled inside, there he goes, there he goes. They jumped in the truck and chased after him. And then we know that the rest from that point. This is the defense strategy is, is that it was self-defense. <sighs> that they had the boy cornered. They were trying to give him a citizen's arrest. And, you know, he tried to grab the shotgun and it went off and and such. 
Um, one of the one of the defendant's lawyers said that something along the lines as there was a time where a gun was seen on the individual or Ahmad Arbery had acted like he was going to pull the gun out and this is why they perhaps thought he was armed or or running around with a gun. So these are going to be the strategies. Um, the, the sad thing about it is, is that the state has already given these defendants a major appeal. They already have an appeal coming in on on the grounds of the opening statement set by the prosecutor. You know, all three of the attorneys was asking for a mistrial and, and the judge denied it. It was kind of up in air. You really don't want a mistrial that early because no evidence has been shown. The whole point of a mistrial is to have the evidence that was used in the trial thrown out because of the way that it was used or presented or, or such. So a mistrial in opening statements is, is kind of really unheard of for the most part. So that just kind of went without not, and it will continue. And they started with uh, testimony from the first witness, which was the first responding officer, which I have not gotten into and I will get into it into the next episode. So you guys let me know about these comments. What do you think? You know, either way, man, I thank you guys for tuning in. Stay blessed on Saturday, man. Please don't be like, you know, Henry Ruggs. Like I tell my daughter, your life can change in an instant. If you've had too much to drink, recognize self-awareness is what we need today. So make sure you're self-aware. Make sure you stay blessed. Stay positive. And stay out of your emotions. Be safe, guys. Get home safe. I love you guys. Till the next time. Peace.